0: Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Menez in the news. And we're from Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the entire Back to the Future trilogy one minute at a time.
1: Like the minute when Principal Strickland becomes a vigilante hero of the wasteland after Biff takes over Hill Valley in the alternate 1985 timeline.
0: I, I don't, wait, I don't, I don't remember. Or that.
1: the minute where we learn that Dr. Emmett Brown is secretly the saxophone king of Hill Valley.
0: Hold on. When when did, that, or when did that
1: happen? When we slowly start to realize that George McFly may have murdered both of his parents.
0: Okay, now I don't I don't remember
1: that being in the movies. Well, Scott, that's because none of those things are actually in the movies, but it's all stuff that we talk about on Back to the Future Minute.
0: Back to the Future Minute, available at duelinggenre.com and wherever you get your podcasts. 老婆
1: Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zom Rom-Com. Sean of the Dead, one minute at a time. I'm Nick Menez. And I'm Scott Corelli. And today we are taking a bite out of Minute 87, which starts with uh, Sean wondering whose stupid idea was that, whose fucking idea was that, and ends with Ed telling everyone he doesn't mind being eaten. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, God, I uh, want to just talk about that all day, but we have to start <laughs> at the beginning. Uh, yeah. Sean just feels uh, useless. Just feels useless. useless. Yeah. yeah. He 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 laments that he couldn't save and he if this were a video game m- mission, he would have failed. Mm-hmm. You know, he he let a, he got everyone he thinks he got everyone killed. And mm-hmm. Liz uh remarks that well maybe none of that was his responsibility. Mm-hmm. And what do you think of that? Well, what I
0: what I I, I, what I like about this moment, you know, because Sean says, I you know, I couldn't save us, I couldn't save Die, I couldn't save David, I couldn't even save my own mother, Mm -hmm. you know, and and Liz is like, you shouldn't feel so responsible. You tried, you did something. That's what counts, you know. And I what I what I like about that. About this conversation is like, it's a very real conversation about the actual situation that they're in, you know, this, this uh, zombie situation. But it's also not just about that because it sort of goes back to Liz's problem with Sean at the beginning of the movie, which is that he doesn't, he, he, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't try. He's in the backseat of his own life. Right. And, and at least he's trying. And I, I like that. What the movie is is doing is like instead of Sean having like a grand romantic gesture to prove that he's worthy of Liz, they give him a zombie apocalypse to work through his shit. And yeah, I just I don't know. I just find that whole thing interesting. And like this conversation, you know, beyond the fact that he's literally talking about people dying, like Liz saying, you know, at least you tried, you did something and that's what counts that's a conversation that would be happening if they had just had a normal romantic comedy story.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, and it uh it's very easy for the idea of like no, all that matters is that you tried to feel like cheap in in kind of like a like oh, all, all Adam Sandler had to do was brush his teeth kind mm-hmm. of way. But it feels so earned in this mm-hmm. context because yeah, like he 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 really did give it his best shot, and he put himself out there, and yeah, he he fucked up a lot, but <laughs> so did I. Don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I that 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 feels that feels emotionally right to me as mm-hmm. like a, a place for them all to come to at the end. Mm-hmm. And really, it it just something you said about like, uh, oh, he needed the zombie apocalypse. It's almost like. That that's it 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 would be somehow it's easier for Sean to process all of these lessons through the prism of a zombie apocalypse than just doing it in real life, Mm -hmm. which feels very much like why we go to stories like this, you know? Yeah, it's easier for us to learn about lessons through The Walking Dead or or horror movies than just raw experience.
0: Yeah, cuz it can it can be more overt cuz it's it's it makes it emotionally true. Uh mm-hmm. more so than even even um you know like regular sort of uh slice of life kind of stories, you know. Yeah, it, it it yeah. Because because it's it it's able to be heightened, which makes it feel more emotionally true, whereas like, you know, those more grounded slice of life types of stories you can't go that far without being called melodramatic. You know, where where people are just like, that's not what it's really like. It's like, no, but that's what it feels like. But that's not, that's not a good enough excuse when your movie is supposed to be grounded in slice of life. Like they want it, your, your audience wants it to look real and they want the characters to act real and honest and true uh and and the emotional truth of those moments in movies like that isn't good enough because it can just feel melodramatic and i think that's why you know there are mo- there there are there are you know shows that people like roll their eyes at because like oh god it's just so dramatic and everything is is so dramatic and and you know that's not that's not reality real people don't act like that and it's like well you know y- who says that they need to be real people this isn't real you know yeah but- yeah you know and, and it, it the, what's so great and i hear that
1: uh that criticism volleyed a lot at you know the cw the, the dcw yeah uh, you know from friends that i have where it's like yeah i, I get it but i just can't get over the just, it's so network or like i can't you know like Wally, we need to talk, you know, <laughs> like, you know, uh stuff like that. Like, I just can't get into it. But I kind of dig it because by being, I don't want to say reductive, but by going to more basic characters, kind of like going back to myth, almost,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're, a- we're able to digest more emotionally because like, oh, I see what that character is. Right. And I see what he's going through. Right. And it's a, it's a bit more arch, but it, it's usefully so.
0: Yeah, I just think that I just think that genre allows you to be more melodramatic because the situation uh, allows for it more. You know, oh, hell yeah, it's so yeah. it's
1: so useful. It's why in Franken, Frankenstein to me the novel says so much about like God and death and like man. But if it was just like a Mary Shelley just vlogging, it'd be like, what is she talking about? But through, you know through these fantastical stories where we are able to have such honest conversations,
0: yeah, absolutely, and then I think that's what's uh I think that's what's going on here um mm-hmm. and i really I really like you know this moment where they look at the cell like the cellar door shakes violently and they look at it, and first of all, the way that the cellar door is shot is beautiful, the way that it's lit. I- like with that, oh, with yeah. that orange fire glow from behind with the smoke coming out of it. Like, it's just, it's a, it just looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's that, there's that line in, uh, in, uh, that there's that thing in, uh, Donnie Darko where they're like, yes, you know, thank the most you. Yeah. yeah. The most beautiful word in the English language is, uh, uh, they're the most beautiful phrase in the English language is cellar door. Um, which I've always thought was dumb and pretentious, but, uh, uh I I do think that this is uh Yeah. It's all it's I a can beautiful think about when,
1: when you were talking.
0: Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn. Goddamn Donnie Darko. Every um, more man. Wow. Yeah. So oh, she's, she's getting that. Uh so uh this this next bit is um Liz asking how many shells they have and and Sean uh counts them out and says two. Uh, you know, you know. I guess we could take out a few of them if they stand in line.
1: <laughs> which just—it's such a—he just throws it away, which I think makes it funnier. Like, yeah, it's—it's—it's
0: it's, it, it's gallows humor again, like what you we were right. saying. Because nobody, nobody laughs. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, he just yeah, can't yeah. help himself because Liz immediately goes like he makes that joke and then Liz immediately was like I wasn't thinking about them and he's like I know like they're literally talking about yeah. killing themselves, <laughs> um yeah no this is this is I think this scene is the most gallows humor that this movie gets like literal gallows gallows humor oh
1: definitely yeah yeah and, and we'll get into it a lot more like tomorrow mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah the, the 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 frankness that they're able to talk about it is. I mean, it, it. I. it's so true to what we've seen this whole movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a bit in the script that they cut out that I, I actually really love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, after Liz says, uh, you know, I wasn't thinking about them. And Sean says, I know. In the movie, he says, oh, but there's only two shells. What about Ed? Um, and before that, in the script... Uh, he says, I know. And then he looks around at the bottles and barrels and he just goes, can't we just drink ourselves to death? And Liz says, I don't think we've got time. <laughs> Which I, That is great. Yeah, I just, I just love that because it's like, like, I understand that the movie, what the movie is trying to do is, you know, take them to this place where they're contemplating suicide, realist, like, re, like actually contemplating it. Uh. To to sort of save themselves from the idea of being eaten by zombies, which is a a, a trope in uh, in a lot of zombie movies, right? Sure. The suicide contemplation thing. I'd rather die. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, there was just a there was an episode of uh, Black Mirror this this past season um, where uh, there's it's a, a post apocalyptic thing where uh, these like robot dog things are, are hunting people, these drones. And, uh, this woman is running from one and breaks into a house and comes across a couple who, who killed themselves in their bed. Um, Mm. and it's, and it's really, it's a, it's a bummer, but like, that's what this made me think. That's what this made me think of. Uh, it's just like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a trope. That's a post-apocalyptic trope. So this, this, can't we just drink ourselves to death is, really great because <laughs> yeah yeah it's i mean one. it it is it is i think more honest than jumping straight to killing themselves with a rifle because i like that sean is trying to find a, another way that that he seems like more enjoyable than <laughs> yeah the idea of shooting yourself because i mean it's a scary thought like the thought of of shooting yourself with a gun like that's scary like that is Mm -hmm. it's a really scary thought and i and i feel like there's something very real about sean looking for any other way you know that some a way that's like less scary than that and i
1: love that and i love that and and like i don't think we have time it's just perfect i can hear kate ashfield saying that yeah right because (laughs) it's like it's gently naughty because it's like well no i don't have any problem with that but practically doesn't make any sense. Like Right. They're coming now. We got that would take days. Yeah. Like of course that would be a way out.
0: <laughs> right. But, uh yeah, so then we uh we get this bit. Yeah. After Sean <laughs> says there's only two shells, what about Ed? Ed says, "I don't mind being eaten." What the fuck does that mean? I think he's I mean, I think he's Let's just unpack like
1: that. Let's really unpack that.
0: Well, I
1: I, I mean, I, I think I don't mind being eaten
0: i i i don't know i think you're overthinking it i think i think one he's like i mean i'm not gonna i've already been bit twice like i'm not gonna let them waste one of those shells on me yeah Uh, so you don't
1: even think i mean it it makes it's almost like he could turn by the time they get there
0: yeah well and i and i just think he's like well look i already experienced it it's you know, not bad. it's not going to be a new experience, right? It's not going to be a new experience. It's going to suck, but then it'll be over. I mean, look how, look how quickly they took out David. Yeah. David seemed like he seemed so peaceful at the end.
1: <laughs> there was, there was such a peacefulness about him at the end. <laughs> when his, when his head fell off. Um, Bobbing along like it was at a real big fish concert.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Like a join at a Dave Matthews concert. <laughs> um, Who's got the head? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I. I mean, honestly, it it might be the most heroic thing that he does in this movie. Yeah. Oh,
1: it, it's 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 truly. I think that line is just a testament to his devotion to 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 Sean. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being eaten. Yeah. Like, nope, don't worry about it, man. Save that bullet for you and your lady. I'm just gonna get ripped <laughs> apart by the teeth of humans. <laughs> yeah, that is self. That is very, that is, that is, it almost, it, 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 it redeems the manslaughter in, in my book.
0: Yeah, it is very selfless. It is selfless in, again, not to bring up Black Mirror again, but I will. Uh, there's a character in the first episode, the the USS Callister episode, the that, breakout episode. Yeah, that does a very selfless act toward the end of it. That is um, similar in fashion, where you're just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, where you're just like, "You're you're gonna do what?" Oh my god, that's insane. Um, it it's it's at this level of like, I don't mind being eaten. You know what I like about this anthology movement that's been
1: kind of going on for a while, mm. I. I like that there can be hit singles of TV shows.
0: I also love that a lot. I think that's really cool. That's my favorite part about Black Mirror is knowing that, okay, that episode sucked. I didn't like that at all. But there's another one that's going to be completely different right after it.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, like every year, like, that you know, yeah, like last year it was like, oh my God, just, just please sit down and watch San Junipero. You know, yeah, and, right, right. And this year, it's like, please do just, just at least
0: watch the USS Callister, You know, oh, I would say, I would say at least watch Hang the DJ. But Hang the uh, DJ, cool, yeah. yeah, that's
1: awesome. That's great that there's like multiple ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, it was
1: a pretty good season of Black Mirror. I'm not gonna lie. Um, is there is there one is there one Electric Dreams that is like worth watching?
0: I I I'll be out? totally honest. I couldn't even make it through the first episode. I was so bored out of my mind. Okay, um, so yeah, I haven't heard. I haven't heard great stuff which, yeah me. and the and the and i didn't like the tone of it and oh, okay. the one thing that i i you can say about black mirror is that the tone is relatively consistent even if <laughs>
1: yeah even yes, it, yeah. even
0: in like stuff like san june apparel like it doesn't stop feeling like black mirror um
1: yeah it it, it just feels like the universe
0: expanding right right uh so
1: finding new caveats to it
0: yeah so that that first episode was just so boring and it was written by um it was written by the Battlestar Galactica creator. And so I was like, if I don't like this episode, uh, I can't <laughs> imagine I'm going to like any of these other ones. So yeah. I gave up, um, oh, man. but disappointed, but oh, well, yes, uh, yeah, we'll have it. We'll have another season of black mirror a year from now. And I'll, I'll just watch that. And then maybe even some twilight zone. Yeah. Jordan Peele twilight zone. I'm excited about that. Um, okay. Well, I think we're off the rails, which means, uh, i think we're I think we're done here um <laughs> we we'll, uh we'll 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 be back tomorrow with another another episode in the cellar
1: well yeah but uh, in the meantime, be sure to uh visit the website right now duelinggenre dot com there's always tons of stuff tons of shows uh always new shows and uh i'm really uh, yeah I'm really happy with the uh the small library that we've already allocated the two towers minute or not even 20 minutes into the movie, God help them. They're not even, like, outside of Bag End. They're, they're like, maybe they're, well, maybe they're leaving Bag End. They're, like, but they're definitely still in the Shire. And uh, the protagonist podcast. Is that right? Were they in the no, Shire? No, not in the I mean, Two I'm, Towers, right? I'm sorry. No, no. In my brain, proverbially. proverbially oh, leave. oh, oh, I see. Like, I if see they that. were on an adventure 11 minutes into the movie, that's, like.
0: maybe Maybe using a Lord of the Rings... Metaphor for hey, a Lord of the Rings podcast isn't the best idea because that's like, I really never confusing.
1: And never claim to be user-friendly.
0: <laughs> oh no, he's malfunctioning again.
1: <laughs> Nick compares himself to a machine volume, <laughs> volume eight. Uh, oh and, God. And yeah, so there
0: lo- lots of stuff, uh, lots yeah. of stuff, but uh, until, until tomorrow, let's have a nice cold pint and wait for all of this to blow over.